welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16, chapter 8 verse 16, he says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits, man, that we are children of God. If children, then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified with him. Uh, the Bible says God has called us not to impurity, but he's called us to obtain salvation, even through Jesus Christ. Here we said the Bible says we are children of God. Many times we don't know who we are. And when you don't know who you are in Christ, Satan will call you who you are not. If you don't know who you are, somebody else will call you what you are not. So it's very important for us to know who we are. It's very important for us to be solid, to be grounded in the love of God, to be grounded in the new creation realities. In other words, we are children of God. You are somebody special. He said you're a chosen generation. He said you're a royal priesthood. He said you're a holy nation. He said you're a peculiar person. He said God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, Jesus went to the cross, paid the price. There was a price upon you. He paid the price for your deliverance, paid the price for your prosperity, paid the price for you to make heaven. And that was the joy. That was the good news of the gospel. A just man dying for the unjust. God Becoming man, bringing us back to himself. God coming to search for man, bringing us back to himself. He didn't look at our sins. He came seeking for us. We were in trouble. We were under the tyranny of the enemy. And he came to rescue us from trouble. He came to get us out of the pit. He came to plant our feet on solid ground. Is my prayer your feet to be planted on solid ground in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you will win in life? In the mighty name of Jesus, God's plan for your life shall be established. In the mighty name of Jesus, and every contrary plan over your life, your destiny, your future, God will truncate them. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. When you know who you are in Christ, you'll be secure. Nothing will move you easily. Paul said, I know how to abound. I know how to also be in lack. He said, I'm not moved by any of these things because he knew who he was in Christ. When you know who you are, when you know your God, you're not easily shaken. Those that know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits. And somebody said, those that do not know their God shall be weak and they shall be exploited. It's my prayer you will not be exploited in the mighty name of Jesus. Those who know their God, those who know who they are in Christ, they are secure. When they fall, they get up again. The righteous man may fall seven times, but he will keep on getting up. But those who don't know who they are, they are shattered when they fall. The Bible says if you build upon this rock, it's when life happens, when the rains fall, when the winds blow, when there is pandemonium, it says if your house is well built upon the rock, say you will stand. But if your house is built upon sand, when things happen, you crumble. You see people crumbling. You see people being shattered. It's not right. You see people being shattered. Any little thing, you see them be totally shattered. But if you know who you are, you'll be secure. If you know who you are in God, if you know what God has done for you, if you know what he's prepared for you, somehow it brings security. 
and I see you being secure in righteousness. I see God planting you on a higher plane in the mighty name of Jesus. When you know who you are, you overcome. Life happens. Bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people. Life happens. As long as you keep living, something will happen. Your fear will be challenged. Life happens. Things you don't want will happen to you. But the Bible says, through it all, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. Jesus said, look, in this world you have trouble. He said, but be of good cheer because I've overcome. Cheer up because I've overcome. God is on the mountain. God is high up there. Because God is up there, cheer up. Cheer up. He said, look, be of good cheer because I've overcome. Everything you are longing for somehow, God will make it happen in Jesus' mighty name. At times we go through stuff because God wants to toughen us. No squeeze means no juice. If you want to get the juice out of orange, you will press it, you will squeeze it. So many times God is squeezing you to get the juice out of you. Said so if you suffer within, say so you also be glorified within. Said so the sufferings of this present moment is nothing to be compared with the glory coming. So what you are going through now is infinitesimal. There's a glory day. There's a glory coming. When you see a student, an undergrad, maybe studying pharmacology or chemical engineering, School will shake them. But as long as he keeps looking to that glory day, that day of coronation, that day of graduation, he will go through. You will go through. And you will go through. The Bible says when you go through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. Some boys were thrown into fire. The fiery furnace. The people throwing them in were burnt. They said, look, we are not buying down to this king. We are not buying down to a statue. No, no, no. The only God we know we shall serve. And the king was furious. And they said they should throw them into the fiery furnace. And the people throwing them in, they got burnt to ashes. And when the king looked at the fire, they were walking. They were bound. They were in chains. But by the time they got into the fire, the chains fell off. The shackles fell off. And they were walking freely. Walking freely. Ah! And the king was amazed. And there was a fourth man. And the king asked, but I thought I threw in three people. Who is that fourth person? So in your affliction, God is there. You may not know, but God is there. He's there to temper you. He's there to temper, to take away the fairiness, the terribleness of the fire. He's there to shut up the mouth of the lions. <laughs> so cheer up. You are an overcomer in Christ. Anyone who believes in God, anyone who believes in the Son of God is an overcomer. It's a matter of time. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep on. Keep on keeping on. Something is just right there at the end of the corner. It's always darkest, just before dawn. You are just going through a bend and not an end. Amen? You are just taking a detour, a bend. That bend will not end you. Amen? Hold on! Hold on! Cheer up! Lift up your spirit. God is there. He's there walking with you and he will perfect all that concerns you in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says when you know who you are, you will represent God well. God is not a loser. He's not a loser. When you know who you are, you represent God well. And you know people are looking at you. They are checking out your life. You say you're a Christian. They look at you at work. They look at your conduct, your behavior. When you don't represent him well, they can't come to God's side. But when you represent him well, what you have, I want. When you see somebody living the Christian life, who is living by faith, who is overcoming, when they see your life, your life should show them the solution. That's who you are. That's why God has planted you where you are. You have to show them the way by the way we live our lives. Our God is not a weakling. He's not a loser. 
and you are not a weakling. You are not a loser because you originate from him. The son of a king is a prince. The son of a goat is a goat. But you are the son of a king. You are the daughter of a king. And that makes you a princess. It's a mentality you have to carry. A mentality of a winner. For in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more. I may be down, but I'm not out. It's a matter of time I will get up again. The Bible says even though they are bruised, even though they are persecuted, they are not destroyed. Even though they are battered, you know, they keep standing. Because the greater one lives in us. And that greater one can see us through all the adversities, all the storms of life. It's my prayer God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Many times people have identity crisis. They don't know who they are. And when you don't know who you are, you behave anyhow. When you don't know who you are, somebody will tell you what you are not. And you believe him. So people have mistaken identities. We see that in the Bible, on and on and on and on. And when you have wrong beliefs, or you believe wrongly about yourself, you have wrong outcomes. That's why God gave us the Bible, to strengthen our beliefs, to strengthen our minds, to make us think like he thinks. That's the essence of the Bible. That's why the Bible should be your best companion. It's not just church alone on Sundays. That's why you have to take the Bible, and you have to digest the Bible. Because your mind needs to be straightened. It needs to be in alignment with the will of God. So many people have mistaken identities. We forget who we are many times because of life issues. There was this boy who was the son of a king. By the time life battered him, his grandfather died, his father died, and life battered him. It battered him. And when he was being rescued, the woman that was taking him away, he fell in the woman's hands and he became a cripple. He became lame in his legs. And when they went to fetch him, when the king said, look, go fetch somebody, by the time he got to the king, he said, look, I'm a dead dog. Mephibosheth, he was the son of a king. But he was thinking, he said, I'm a dead dog. Because life has beaten him. Even though life is beating you, don't forget who you are. Your portion is not the same as your condition. I'm the son of a king. That's who I am. The fact that I'm going through stuff now doesn't make me a dog. I'm not a dog. I may have fallen. I may be struggling with sin now. I may be struggling with sin. That doesn't make me a sinner before God. He's made me his own righteousness. Jesus went to the cross and he pronounced me his righteousness. So I'm taking side with God. Yes, I'm struggling. I'm not who I'm supposed to be now. But I'm not a sinner. I'm not. I've been called a saint because my sins have been forgiven. Because my sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. And every time I make a mistake, I tell God I'm sorry, he forgives me. So I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint by the grace of God. That's who I am. And if you see yourself as a sinner, you produce sinner's results. But if you keep telling yourself I'm God's righteousness, yes, I'm not there yet, I'm not perfect, but I'm God's righteousness. I'm standing. I'm not falling. People forget who they are because of life issues. People forget who they are because of their flaws and their sins. God calls you by your future. He calls you by your destiny. Satan calls you by your sin. And is the accuser of the brethren. The Bible calls him, that name Lucifer, Satan means accuser of the brethren. So Satan always speaks your faults. He always says, oh, see, you just finished gossiping. He will pick your faults. He will pick your faults. But God says, no, I don't see your faults. God says, I don't see it. That may amaze you. There was a particular king who wanted to curse the Israelites because they were taking land, they were encroaching. And the king became afraid. And the king employed a prophet. The prophet is called Balaam. Whatever thing that prophet says, so be it. He was a very renowned prophet. 
And this king employed the prophet to help him come and curse the Israelites. And the prophet went on top of the mountain to pronounce curse upon the Israelites. And three times, when he wants to pronounce a curse, he will issue a blessing. He will want to curse them, and somehow blessing will come out three times. And the king became furious that, for God's sake, ah, I said you should curse these people, you are blessing them. And the guy said, look, for God's sake, I can't curse them. You can't curse what God has blessed. That as long as God doesn't see iniquity in them, they are blessed. And these are people that you and I know that they are not perfect. God didn't see iniquity in Israel. And as long as he didn't see iniquity in them, the curse wouldn't work. So the way God sees you is far different from the way you see yourself. And you know what the enemy now did when he wanted to actually get God to see sin in them? They now employed some women, some loose women, to go into their camp and they began to commit immorality with those women and that was when God saw iniquity. But before then, he didn't see iniquity. These people were not perfect. The Bible talks about Elijah. The Elijah was a man just like you and I. And this same Elijah prayed and God shut up the heavens. He prayed again. He was a man just like you and I. So God does not see the way you see. You have to know that. He doesn't see the way you see. He doesn't see your faults many times because he sees you. He sees Christ in you. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Take Christ away, I'm in trouble. You know why I said I can't come close? Because Christ is in me. I'm God's righteousness. When God sees me, he sees Christ in me. That's what is making me avail. But if you don't know this thing, Satan will cheat you. If you are not grounded in it, it will make a mismith of your life. It will tell you when you've done wrong. Good. Ah, God has forsaken you. People believe God forsake them so easily. I don't know where you get that from. Every now and again, my little boy will just do something that will just offend me and make me flare. After I cool down, I will go back to him again and try to make up. He's my son. I won't say because he's done something, I now disown him. And I'll say, okay, because you have done something, you have to sleep out of the house overnight and stay in the snow. No, I mean, because he's me. He's my son. I don't know the way you see God. I don't know what lies you are believing about yourself. The father you fall doesn't make you a sinner. The Bible says the righteous man falls seven times. I'm not saying you should be falling. The righteous man falls seven times, and yet he keeps getting up. Yes, we are getting better. Those things that used to trip you last year, they shouldn't be tripping you anymore. We are getting better. But we are not there yet. We are flawed. Let's be sincere. We are flawed. There is nobody who doesn't have a weakness. But God says, look, I don't see your weakness. So I've perfected you by one sacrifice. When I see you, I see Christ in you. And that's what justifies you. That's what makes you a victor. That's what makes you an overcomer. When I want to pray, I pray with that mentality. If you don't pray with that mentality, you will never pray. When you pray and you see yourself, you can't pray effectively. That's why the Bible says, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. is the originator of your faith. He's also the perfecter. He's the alpha of your faith. He's the omega of your faith. So when I go to him in prayer, he's the one I see. Because if I see me the way I am, I'm already defeated. So if you don't know these things, you'll be cheated. These are fundamental truths that every Christian must know. Adam and Eve in the Bible, why did they fall? They fell because they also had a mistaken identity. Satan came and said, oh, Satan came and said, if you eat of this tree, you'll be like God. Mind you, they were already operating like God. So if they actually knew they were already like God, because all the animals came, Adam named them, he was dominating the earth, he was making things happen, whatever thing he said, so be it. 
He was already a god. But Satan said, oh, if you eat of this, you will be like... Because he didn't know who they are. And they fell. This guy was already a god. So somebody said, oh, you will be like... But when he was going to sell the same dummy to Jesus, Jesus said, no way. If you are the son of God, he said, command these stones to be bread. He took him to a high place. He said, if you are the son of God, fall down from the high pinnacle and God will rescue you. But the guy said, oh, depart from me. You are not the one to validate me. I already am validated in myself. I already know who I am. It's not you to validate me. Say, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be. The same thing is sold to Adam and Eve. He was trying to sell to Jesus. But Jesus knew who he was. That actually I'm the son of God. If I'm the son of Femi, I'm late Femi, so you don't have to tell me. I know. I'm granted in that look. I'm the son of Femi, son. You can't convince me otherwise. He said, look, if you are the son of God, so many times we don't know who we, that's why we are defeated. You don't know. That's why you are defeated. That's why you're always bowed over. When God says, look, please, square your shoulders and look up. When you're supposed to be celebrating, you are downcast. Because Satan has sold you a dummy. It's my prayer, every dummy being sold you, you overcome them in Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus, you stop calling yourself a dead dog. You start operating like a prince in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said, the wise man said, I see an evil on the earth. So I see servants riding horses. And I see princes walking the earth, walking on barefoot because of a mistaken identity. So I see kings walking. And I see servants who are supposed to be walking. I see them riding on horses because the king doesn't know who he is. He's being cheated. He's been exploited because he doesn't know who is believed a lie about himself. He says it's an error, an evil under the sun. For kings to be walking and servants to be riding horses is an evil. But the kings don't know who they are. That's why they are walking. They are being cheated. If you don't know who you are, Satan will tell you who you are not. It will convince you totally. And how do we know who are we? We are recreated beings. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. He said, those who receive him, then he gave power to become the sons of God. Those who receive him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. He said, these are people that are born out of the will of man, not the will of the flesh. He said, but they are born by the will of God. In other words, you are born from on high. Supernatural rebirth. You're a brand new man inside. When you said yes to Jesus, a light came on within you. And that's the light of the gospel. That's the light of God. And that automatically makes you an overcomer. He said, look, you're a new creature. You're a totally brand new person. Inside. Nothing changes outside. You are still the same you. If you are bored, you are still bored. If you have a K-leg, the K-leg still remains. But inside you, you're a brand new person. A light has come on. Another spirit has encroached into your system and that makes you a light person to light up your world. So you're a recreated person. You're not reformed. You're not refurbished. You're a new person inside you totally. And that's the mystery of salvation. When I gave my life to Christ, everything actually became new. When Jesus came into my heart, I knew it. When Jesus comes into anybody's heart, you will know it. Everything actually literally became new. I couldn't hold myself. I couldn't shut up about Jesus. I couldn't stop singing. I mean, those things that used to charm me, they lost their charm. They lost their, they lost their power over me because a new being, a new essence has come into my life. 
I became a brand new person inside me. The light of God was turned on inside me. Is my prayer that light will be turned on again inside somebody this morning? In the mighty name of Jesus, every darkness will be dispelled in the mighty name of Jesus. That's who you are, a recreated person. You are born from on high. Yes, you have to be born two times for you to die once. You have to be born naturally and now born supernaturally. If you are born two times in this world, you only see one death. But if you are just born one time in this world, you will see two deaths. And that's calamity. In other words, you have to be born naturally. You also have to be born supernaturally. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see. You have to be born again from on high. It's a supernatural, spiritual rebirth. Once you are born two times, you only face death one time. But if you are just born once, you are just born naturally, you refuse to be born again, then you will see two deaths. You will see physical death, you will see spiritual death, and that's hell. It's a supernatural rebirth. It's a new birth. That's why we say we are born again. It's born once again. A new being has come into you. Who are we? You are God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, say, by one man, many became sinners. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. In other words, when Adam fell, you were in Adam. Every mankind was in his loins. And automatically, as we were being born, we are born into sin, shaped on iniquity. So you were not there when Adam fell, but you were a partaker of the fall of Adam. The consequence of that thing came on you. The Bible says by one man's disobedience, sin spread to everybody. We became carnal. The Adamic nature came upon us. To every, it spread to every man. Say, but now, also by one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. Many. In other words, you are not there when Adam fell, but you affected what he did. But now that you are not born again, Jesus, by one man's obedience, many became righteous. So you are righteous not because of what you do. You are righteous by nature. He's made you a partaker of his divine nature. You are righteous because somebody was righteous, and because you are not in that person, his righteousness becomes your righteousness. In Adam we die, but in Christ we shall live. Because when Christ went on the cross, you were also in him. Now that he's risen up and he's ascended, we are also in him. So in Christ, all oh, shall be made alive, those who receive him. So I'm not righteous because of my performance. I'm righteous because of my faith in Christ. Because he made me righteous. By one man's disobedience, many, many, not few, were made sinners. Also by one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.